This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants 18 plus rewards registration required points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hey Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar, the freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Welcome back to another Swans Cast podcast. We're finally back in the new year. So, Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome back, Lee. Good to be back. Seems like a good ages. Yeah, obviously, I think we recorded the last one before Christmas, but then just very, very busy time. I actually only put it up last week, so it was a little bit outdated when it went live. But there we are, the stuff's still live. You can still see the rubbish we were chatting. We talked about the World Cup a little bit. Um, obviously, Wales' performance, a little bit late, but we got there in the end. A little bit about Messi and Ronaldo, because obviously Messi won the World Cup. And just one's return to the league after what was maybe a little bit of a disappointing return first couple of games. Hasn't really picked up that much, although we'll get into it today. Games against Watford and Burnley maybe showed signs of encouragement. Um, we then went up to the cup game at Bristol. So we have a lot to discuss for that one, which, you know, replay now, which not probably what anyone wanted, but there we go. That's what's on the agenda today. So a couple of games, uh, cup, cup trip, and a little bit of transfer talk but there's not an awful lot going on there considering we're 11 days in um all we've had is a couple of recalls both for ourselves and from ourselves so yeah that's what we're going to get into today so welcome back yeah first podcast of the new year proper one anyway i mean last i think technically i released the other one last week but this is the first one really so yeah as always don't forget to let us know in the comments what you think. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Spotify, you can click to follow us to make sure you stay up to date with all of our podcasts we put up there. But also you can head over to YouTube if you'd like to see match previews because we do shorter videos where we just focus on the next match where I try and catch up with somebody from the opposition team, pod- another podcast from their team. So I recorded yesterday with Graham from Sunderland who does a podcast similar to us. 
for Sunderland, obviously ahead of the game on the weekend. So hopefully that should be live by the time you're listening to this anyway. So if you are on Spotify, they're only on YouTube. So go check them out if you get five. They're not as long. So uh, I say they're not as long. We actually, this one was actually like 30 minutes long because we just talked for a while. But sometimes that happens. Um, a lot to talk about. Anyway, let's get into the football. Um, actually, let's have a bit of a catch up first because it's been a while. So, like, how was your Christmas and New Year? Did you get up too much? Did you do anything exciting? Yeah, I was manic in a good way, just here, there, and everywhere. Friends coming back to Swansea, having catch ups. Uh, I actually went out on New Year's Eve for the first time, uh, but it was not really? out in the night, like in the in the day, like a bit of a day session. Went out about twelve o'clock and then had a curry about seven, and then home by nine o'clock. Oh, yeah, I think because was... you played pool as well, didn't you? I thought that was class. I like yeah, like I don't really not really a big fan of New Year's Eve, but. It's nice to have a bit of a day session, and I was it then Christmas family, no, I think, you know, here there and everywhere. The day session's good, and then you go back home and chill in the house for the evening. In there, I'm at it? I'm at that age now where I only like a day session. I can't do like a, a four that, o'clock yeah. in the morning job. I like I'm a done. good day session. I'm done with that too, but um, unfortunately, I was working all through New Year, so that's how excited <laughs> mine was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> planning moves and moving stuff with no one shopping. So just... yeah, it's good fun, settling fun. back into settling back into the routine now. And I like I like to watch something in the in the new year. I started watching that the rig on Amazon Prime. It's really good. The rig. Yeah, I'm absolutely hooked already. I watched two episodes. And I'm... What's that all about? Never heard of that one. That's an oil rig in uh, the North Sea, I think, and it starts to sort of like shut down. Yeah, like bad weather and like there's like an ash cloud and yeah, that's as far as I got so far. But it's uh, it's pretty good. It's all the yeah. actors from Line of Duty. Loads of them on there. I'm uh, <clears throat> well. I'm the hooked. Apprentice just started back, so I'm in. I'm. I started on that. Are oh, you in? But I'll be watching at the moment, but it's oh, only on once a week. So there's another Love Island starting this week, and I'm. I'm not watching. Oh, you're one time. of them, and you. Oh, no, no. Even me, I can't. I normally I do, but I can't. I can't watch another one. I've had enough. I gave up on I'm a Celebrity. I did as well. Oh, never. I oh, still. Yeah, I still love I'm a Celebrity. Don't know the Matt Hancock factor just wasn't. Yeah, true. Fun. That. Yeah, that. That was. Yeah. I forgot about that, I, to be I did watch it. Yeah. Can't believe he got as far as he did, but um, which was annoying. But yeah, I still, I still watch it. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> I think the last time we spoke, we just drawn three all with Coventry. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was interesting, and then, so I believe we haven't spoken actually since we lost to Reading, um, two one away. The home win then, which was completely contradictory to the to that game where we beat Watford 4-0, was not expecting that. And um and then the loss to Burnley in the league. Obviously, we'll talk about the cup game in a bit. But yeah, the other three league games we've got to kind of touch on. Um so if we start a red in, because I think we don't have to go in detail, but there's an interesting shift, I think, that happens between Reading and Watford, and obviously the, the result afterwards as well as more positive but we started reading with a five of the back standard that's what um russell martin has been doing for most of the season but for watford it was four of the back so maybe yeah. we can perhaps discuss the change and how that's affected how we are playing maybe or does it look like it's the way to go forward so yeah what do you think about that then i think yeah i think when yet to see the the proper benefits of it i think because the 
I don't know. I think the Reading game was coming because, like the call, like we said, commentary. We were three 0 down with me and and come back and and then uh, Reading we were two 0 down with me and started to come back again. And the Watford game seemed like a bit of an anomaly because even the Burnley game and the, like a little we'll talk a little bit about the Bristol game later, but the Burnley game as well. Like it was just a theme that we don't seem to start playing until we're down. Yeah. Until we're two 0 down, that just seems when we click into gear and it's really frustrating. Doesn't seem to um, doesn't seem to change anything. Sometimes you can see us coming, like you you can see that you haven't started the game well, you know, and you 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 wait until you go two 0 down before you actually start going for it, and then they start becoming more attacking. Like in those games, though, like in the commentary game and the what? Uh, sorry, the commentary game and the Reading game. I think he went to a back four after we were losing, and that's when we came back into the game. So I think that's what prompted him to start it against Watford. And they were they were brilliant in that game, albeit I know Watford had tons of injuries and I thought they were absolutely awful. But I think we were brilliant. I think some of the goals we scored as well were absolutely amazing. Yeah. They're brilliant. I mean yeah, you, it's I mean, highlight the fact that Watford got injuries, that's all well and good, but the form before that wasn't terrible. It's not like Oh no, were... it's a good win. It's a good win. It's definitely they were brilliant as well. We played well, you can't argue with that. You know, they went on to beat Norwich the game after that one Yeah. And uh, I mean, they went, they lost to Red in then, but in the FA yeah. Cup that was. So uh, maybe they, I didn't, I didn't see the team. It could have been a lot of changes there. But um, yeah, I think it's, it's good to see him doing the changes because I think we've, <coughs> sorry, we've said ourselves many times before he's a little bit stubborn with stuff like that. And we credited some of the changes he made earlier in the season that kind of uh, made a positive impact going forward when he brought in the likes of Bender and Cooper and kind of that was the biggest shift earlier in the season um i think it's a couple of factors that have happened in the last couple of weeks that have contributed to perhaps poor form not least the personnel he's had available and some dramas regarding those that we will discuss again later um but yeah with with the red in is another example of a slow start and then coming back into the game i think the first half was just a bit dull in general um and then we go two nil down in the second half so it wasn't even as isolated as just a bad first half, good second half. You know, it, it took us like 60 minutes to click into gear. And uh, Liam Cullen scored, didn't he? And he had a kind of carbon copy of the goal that he scored against Coventry, yeah. where I think Perot hits the post or something, and then it's a tap-in. Yeah. Yeah, they were like almost the same goal, weren't they? Yeah. Which, the fact that he's done that two games in a row, you know, we're going to talk about Bristol later, but one of our criticisms of that match was the lack of shooting from... Opportunities yeah. from where we were sitting that looked like shooting opportunities, and then they just pass it to someone that's like, like well, I don't know why you're passing over there, sort of thing. When in recent games, like the Reading game, you know, when we're in the comeback, we're taking more of those risks where we will shoot from those positions. But yeah. We've got a couple of goals out of it. Yeah, um, player like Cullen who who does hard work hard and does run a lot, and he's at the end of he's there waiting to poach a goal, you know. So why are we not trying to? It is, it use is one that of the more. It is one of the biggest criticisms because we start games way too cautiously. Even even the Burnley game and the Bristol game, I think it's still a problem that we start games way too cautiously. We keep the ball so well. I mean, like Vincent Company said about the way we keep the ball, he's praised us. But when you watch it, you think, yeah, they, they're so good on the ball. They're so good at manipulating possession. In all fairness, we I mean, can't argue with that. But in terms of like being direct and trying to create chances, we literally don't do that until it's like, oh, we have to do it now. We never attack games. We never go at a game and think, right, we're going to go and win this game. We just sort of start it and think, right, we're just going to keep the ball. 
and that's what we're going to do and hopefully hopefully an opening comes up hopefully there's a you know something creates itself but there's no real desire to to go one or two nil up you know well i will come on to the bristol game like going one nil up we definitely should have upped the tempo there and gone for it and even in the burnley game i think we didn't start very well i think after we were two nil down we were absolutely brilliant after that but I just I don't understand why it just keeps happening that we start so slow and cautiously and keeping the ball and no real desire to get forward, and it's just costing us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think Martin has acknowledged it in some of his recent press conferences. But you kind of like, okay, so how are you gonna? How are you this gonna is it? this is one of my criticisms of Russell Martin. I think he starts out with a game plan and he just sticks with it no matter what. I sometimes don't think he's that tactically astute within a game to make changes within a game. I know he's limited in what he's got because when sometimes you look at our bench and you think, oh, he's got to, he's got to change something, you think, well, there's nothing there to, there's nothing really there to bring on that's going to, you know, change a game, you know, and, you know, you can bring in Cham on sometimes, but then that's hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he comes on and scores a wildie and he's brilliant or sometimes he comes on and loses the ball nine times in his first nine touches. But I think, I think he doesn't really change it within a game. Like tactically, he hasn't got that thing sometimes. I don't yeah. know what you think of that, but that is one of my only criticisms of him because he starts and he's so stubborn. And we're watching games and you're like, the only way this game is going is we're going to concede here. Yeah? We're going to go one nil down. We're going to go two nil down. But then he doesn't change it until that happens. Yeah. You were saying it all through the Bristol game. I do agree with you about his um, about changing it. Even maybe like not even with substitutions just something else on the pitch like again we keep referring to bristol we will talk about that i'm just trying to do it in a bit more format yeah. but um yeah. the strikers were in planes for the middle basically and we'll go in depth on that later but that was part of the problem why we couldn't get back control when bristol came into the game yeah. and and i think you're right to point out the bench because you obviously were saying about the subs I will give him the benefit of the doubt that they are bristol because before they equalized and cham was literally waiting to come on um, if the ball goes out yeah, of play, was, um, he comes on before the goal. You could say no, it should it was have been Kandil, wasn't it? Well, he was Kandil, but he went up a sack back down and then he was in champ, but he was standing there as they scored. Um, and then he brought them both on anyway. But even then, one of my big concerns is none of those two were going to come and solve the situation. I don't no. think it would have changed anything. So even if Cham or Kandil had got on before that goal was scored... They're replacing like Joe Allen because he's only got like 60 minutes in him, or it was like 65 minutes or something at the time. Um, we're starting Allen, Grimes, and Felton, and we're doing fantastic control in midfield. We did in that game for like the first half and first bit of the second half. But then as soon as they get a bit tired, or Allen, like you know, his legs go quite easily, but then you notice the difference. You look notice you lose in the game, the op- you know, we're not in as much control. I think it happened against Burnley as well, when some of the subs were changed we looked like we were giving them a really good go could score that second goal to come back it was a good game that substitution happened which i know has to happen he can't do the 90 minutes every game and i'm not saying it's just alan i think the three of them together are working really well in the midfield and you can't just rely on those three to play 90 minutes twice a week or week in week out whatever it is there's no one there to like come and do the same job if them three are playing and starting like I feel like you feel like that you're in a situation then, even if Grimes or Fulton, I think Grimes he plays 90 minutes all the time, doesn't he? But if Fulton's getting tired, you just you can't take him off now because I've had to take Alan off. Like I think he did against I Burnley, think. 
completely kill the game off. Like, Kendall yeah, and... I think that's what happened in Burnley. I think um, definitely in the Burnley game because Joe Allen in particular in that game was brilliant. After, no, after we went two 0 down that spell, he was absolutely everywhere, wasn't he? But I think, yeah, I think, I think we've got to accept. At the same time, didn't he? Fun, yeah, uh, he did. Yeah, he took him off. I think, uh, I think, like they, I think, although I say he doesn't try and change it, well. My criticism, he doesn't do it until we're 2-0 down. But obviously, yeah. we're 2-1 down at that point. I think he just took them off and put more attacking players on. To go and it's and... to take the risk. My point is yeah, like, yeah. I'm finding it hard to just criticise the subs being... Oh, yeah, yeah. Earlier because yeah. the bench is a problem. And that maybe links to the players that aren't on the bench. Um, yeah, but before Christmas, before Christmas, when Joe Allen was injured for that spell, we played with just um, Fulton and Grimes in the middle. And it worked really well. Like we had some good. We had a really good spell. Yeah. For a bit there, didn't we? When Alan was injured, but no, I I agree because the the Burnley game in particular was really frustrating because we actually played really well. And talking about Burnley, had probably leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else in the league. But we played so well. And then when he made those changes and Fulton and Alan came off, we we did, we didn't do anything. We didn't have any control right. of the game I at all. We couldn't get the ball in midfield. The difference, though, you're saying about the before Christmas period to now, and it was just the two of them to now three. Is obviously this is with a four at the back, whereas before yeah, yeah. it would have been with yeah. a five. So you've got that extra guy in the back. So if you're just keeping a ball, one of them steps forward and helps maintain possession or whatever. Or you've got the wing backs there with the four. You just got that. I guess I guess Alan or the three of them being there, like one of them is that extra player, and then you've got the forwards. Yeah. So yeah, and when you when you can try and uh... and Cham or Kundal, they just not yeah, doing, yeah. they're not going to do that job. We know they're not going to well, do that job. The only one I would say he could is Ollie Cooper, but then you're starting him in a more forward role. So by that point, you can't you can't say drop back and fresh legs to replace Allen because it's not fresh legs, is it? It's uh... yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe he needs to revert back to a back five then when he takes one of them off. Maybe I don't know. Just to it's I, difficult I don't know. when you've just conceded the goal, then isn't it? That's the problem. It's, um... Yeah, I know, but I mean, you've yeah. got more. You've got more. You've got more bodies forward then, haven't you? I mean, your wing backs are going to be. Your wing backs are going to be up, and it's probably only going to be like the three at the back and Grimes that are actually yeah. back and push your midfielders forward. I think it was working well then, but uh, yeah, I think um, I think we just got to accept now. And this was one of my reservations when we signed Joe Allen. I can't. I'm going to criticise him because he's been unbelievable since he's come back from the World Cup. It's like the Joe Allen of old, but he's a 60-minute player now. Yeah. So do you do you start him, or do you bring him on at the end to control the game? Do you bring him on, you know, 60 minutes? I think he can start, but I just think like Grimes, Felton, Allen, one of them on the bench. Yeah. Just that's what I mean. You could be able to bring one on for that. Yeah. Matt has actually talked about the, the three of them actually in his press conference ahead of uh, Sunderland. So he's just been kind of given the plaudits of the three of them um, and the importance of how experienced they are and the experience right. they bring We're to the so team. We're so lucky to have which those is, three. Which is great, which yeah, and he's right. He's yeah. right. It's just when you start a game with three of them, you have to go and like like the Bristol game, yeah? We had to win it while they were there. Yeah. Because when they come off, we're making the team weaker. And I think Bristol subs made them stronger. And that was clear to see. Or when, yeah, not when they come off necessarily, but when they're like sixty minutes into a game, they're not given, you know, they're not controlling it the same way, which you'd expect that, especially in the cup, right? Because it was FA Cup Bristol, so you'd expect the team. Oh, you're only one nil down. You get into the seventieth minute, they're gonna come and throw everything at you. Um, but we couldn't match that. We could not offer anything in return. He's got to manage that, though. I think I don't know. I don't think we're necessarily going to win the game with three of them sat in there. I think 
they're so good at controlling. The, if we play with two of them and play a more attacking midfielder, like play Cooper and Cundall forward, for example, with <clears throat> Allen and Grimes, yeah, just an example, then you go and win. You go and win the game. You get two nil up, yeah. and then you bring Fulton on um, to see out the game essentially. Or you or Allen would be the perfect example because he can't play ninety minutes. You would start with Fulton and Grimes and bring Allen on then and shoot up the midfield and nobody's getting the ball off us. Because yeah. that that first that first sort of twenty thirty minutes in Bristol, no, they, we we just Bristol weren't touching the ball, were they? With those three in midfield, like nobody's getting the ball off us. But obviously we're not, we're just not going forward. Then we're brilliant at keeping the ball with those three in midfield, but there's not enough forward, especially where he set up with the two up front. Um, I think that might be the way forward. Like go and win the game. We get we have all the ball. Go out and just attack the game. Get two nil up, you know, and then bring three into the midfield and keep the ball and frustrate teams. Then and the more openings will come when you're up, and teams are going to chase the game. I didn't realise right. We actually had five shots on target against them. I did not realise that. No Bristol. Yeah. No chance. There was a couple at the end from distance after they equalised, and we were saying, "Why didn't they do this earlier?" But um, yeah, five shots on target by all accounts. Anyway, right. So. You're talking about the midfield, saying I, I do agree with you. Um, start with like an Ollie Cooper, or maybe you're going to start on Cham or Kundal, one of them as the third ahead of the other two. Yeah, but I think it comes back to another problem. And I like the four at the back, and I think it is the way forward, but we haven't got the players to do it. We haven't got the players to do a fight, like either formation properly, and it's just so apparent right now. When you've got like okay, context, right? So, Oberfemi. Don't know what happened in the World Cup, but he don't want to play anymore. Um, <sighs> add the drama in the summer, come back into the team, and apparently after the World Cup, even though there was like quite a few games until transfer window, he'd already decided he's gone. So let's, I, I do not expect him to be in a Swansea shirt ever again, to be honest. Um, and I have no quarrel with it even, anymore. I, I don't mind forgiving one time if you want to come back and give you a role. But, twice, no, but he did like, as well. He did. Ready. He did. He did come back, and from January last year. To the end of last season, he was brilliant, and you know that's fair enough. Martin handled no, it well. After the summer now, I mean, after the Burnley stuff, because obviously. The oh right! Oh yeah. Well, there we are. So it's just it's three then, really. The first time was application, wasn't it? The second time was transfer, and I was probably a bit of both. Yeah, but he's been here for a season and a half, and he's had three. Yeah. Now I'm just like, oh, get rid of it. Yeah. We don't even care. Yeah, I think it's not even season. Just can't be asked for that. It's just. It's not worth yeah, it. Just, just no, not worth it. Apparently, I got no quarrels anymore. Southampton. Quite it's quite. It's, it's a shame, though. It's a shame because he's been brilliant for us, and when he has yeah, applied himself, 21, 22. Yeah, and then like you know he's brilliant. He was good for a while this season as well. Like in the middle, he scored against Cardiff in the derby, and around that sort of time, yeah, he was and, playing and really Brom, well. And he goes and dances in West Brom, crowd and everyone loves it. Like no mate, you don't like it's fake. And I didn't, yeah. you know it's fake, but like at least pretend it's not. Like maybe if you could say Perot's doing, like at least he's getting <laughs> on with it. Even if he would happily move on to a Premier League team or would have in the summer, at least he's getting on with it. Um, anyway, so Obafemi, done with him, whatever. He's not, so he's not on the bench. He'd be, he's arguably our quick, quick only player in the squad with any pace, right? So that's one issue to highlight. Second issue, Patterson. Um, he started after the World Cup, I think, the first match. Yeah, he did. He yeah. was a bit rubbish. He dropped to the bench for one or two matches because he was on the bench for Reading. And then he's disappeared. So he's probably thrown his toys out the pram again. Um, I haven't been the same since he done it the first time, to be fair, last January. 
we all forgive and forget, but he's been crap literally since then. Like, what has he done? Like, one or two assists, I think, or one goal. Yeah, no, he's, he's been crap. Yeah, he's been rubbish. Score or whatever. Um, yeah, or one off and had a really good relationship with Perot, but like that's gone out the window. Um, so yeah, he's he's gone and decided he's had enough. And Martin eventually did come out and say both of them attitude is not there, they're not trying hard enough, they're not doing what he expects. So good, good on him to come and call it out and say it as it yeah. is, because I think the fans wanted to know what's going on. And I guess it makes it easier to deal with now that you actively know they're probably going to go, yeah. And they're looking at this point, Martin's had enough as well, I think. It seems. He defended Patterson so much last January. He did. You know, and he got his new contract. Oh, I wanted to feel wanted, you know. I didn't feel wanted by the club. <sighs> got his new contract. And now, now he's just crying again, sulking somewhere, probably posting Instagram stories in a hot tub somewhere, I don't know. I'm fed up. I'm fed up of... Um players doing this now it seems to be happening more and more I don't yeah but it, sign I'm, them all on a free transfer <clears> or like from a club I don't want them and then it's man has been brilliant for us but he's running his contract down because he wants more money yeah so no but I mean deal. like but I mean I don't know if I don't know if it's happening in other clubs like I I can't remember well if it probably has but my, my memory escapes me now but I think I've never seen it so bad where players just keep throwing the toys at the pram especially players like Patterson where you bring him in on a free Martin's brought him in absolutely like got the very best out of him and then the first chance they get oh yeah, i want to leave i've had enough uh you know oh, i wanted to feel wanted all this crap it's just doing my head in it's just doing my head and then like over he, he just wants right i need to maximize my pension before i retire and then over yeah and then over me like oh you know if his first his first port of call when anything goes wrong delete all your swan stuff off instagram and all this crap. I'm fed up with them hiding behind all this. I, yeah. like, fair play to Russell Martin. I think he handled it all perfectly, like, you know, last season. Because he got the best out of Oberfermi after Christmas. And then Patterson, he got the best out of him. And then we got him back in last season. I think he was brilliant in that. But i just love it if he could just be, like, they don't want to be here. They just, has, you know. I think he has, he has now, more or less, he said. And he, but, but then the players just hide. The players, they've got a shield around them. You know, where where are they to answer for? Why don't they just come out and say, I don't want to be here? And then we'll all be like, right, we'll, we'll bugger off then. We don't want you here anymore. And then so all, all that happens is the agent does the talking. Like, they're not performing, so why can't we rip the contract up? and like? Yeah, exactly. The agent the agent does all the talking and starts drumming up, like, you know, or rumours or Burnley are interested in all this. They start drumming that up. And then when it falls through the, when it falls through the door, then the players can come out and say, oh, well, I didn't want to leave anyway. I You know, oh, I'm, I'm always here. But behind the closed doors, they're like, oh, fuck, I'm still here. I don't want to be here. I can't wait to leave. And I'll yeah. just start throwing my toys at the pram. I'd love it if Russell Martin just threw them all under the bus. I'm fed up with it because players are just going to keep coming doing it to us. I guess with that type of club where we always have been a bit of a stepping stone club where players come in and do well and they want to move on. But just it's so disrespectful to the club now. It's just kind of my nerves the way that these players behave. And I don't care what they've done before. They're like great with Patterson and Obafemi in the derbies, but the way they behave now, I just think we'll just go. And I, I don't care anymore. I've done. Yeah. So that's the, that's the second issue. Patterson's throwing his ties at the pram, so he's kind of like he won the quickest. But he was a bit, you know, had a bit of skill about him. Could do something if he wanted it. Like when he when he decided he was going to turn up, um, even create something from, you know. He could do something in a wide position or in like a cent more central behind the striker position. So there's two players that would fit the system that are gone, yeah, basically. And no pace, no pace. Ogre Flex got recalled, although apparently he was <sighs> the same with that too. Like, so they weren't too fussed about that. And that's probably why I'm started because, again, 
attitude issues apparently with all these kids these days seems um so then you're left with a bench of players who mixed of mix of youth mix of players that haven't really made the cut and like in cham for example and and you know Norton not not mid the cut but on his way out, you could argue. Darlin's there, of course, but you know, that's fine. He's he's an interchangeable centre back because we dropped one of them in the system. Um, but if we look at the bench against Bristol, yeah. You've got Norton, just mentioned him, and Darlin just mentioned him. Ogbeta, we know he's not in the plans. He's available to go. Yeah. Yeah. Left back, he's available to go. Joel yeah. Cotterill, youngster, who I don't think he's played a league uh, appearance yet. Striker, I believe. Um, I think. He was only coming on if we were like three and a half. To be yeah. honest, Cam Congreve, nice to see a bit more of him. Uh, he is the one that is perhaps breaking through out of all of them. Can play a wide attacking role, but I'm not sure oh, if he's the quickest. I don't know if anyone remembers his turn against Burnley when he came on. He absolutely rinsed the fullback. You know that it was probably it was probably our only chance in the second half. Well, it was a bit of a half chance. He sort of yeah. tried to cut it back, but he absolutely destroyed the fullback. Yeah, so he's one. Maybe to get excited about, but he's not, you know, necessarily pacey pace. Like he's not slow, but he's not, yeah. Yeah. you know, pacey pace, which is what I'm saying we're missing. Um, Cundall, I think the jury's out on Cundall. Not going to lie. Yeah, no I agree. Yeah, I agree. No I think he's had a good, he's had a good couple of games, but then that's it. He had like, you think he played well against like Cardiff in the derby, and a good couple of games around about that time again. But since then, not I'm not seeing it. Yeah, Soranola, I think. Again, I'm sure Martin made some comments about his not before not performance what he expects a couple of games ago. He has come back into the bench, but you're losing out a right back position to a centre back constantly. You've been brought yeah. in for that position and you can't start because you're not doing it. You know, that's whatever. And then Cham, and we know yeah. about Cham, he's just like blows hot and cold more than um I don't even know a good reference. <laughs> you were setting yourself up there for a real good line then. Setting myself up for and... a proper failure. But I... Oh, I thought you were going to absolutely nail it then. There we My go. I went blank uh, the, the worst form <laughs> possible. But you, you get the gist. Like, you, yeah. just, you just don't know what you're going to get. It's like flip a coin. And it feels like the last three matches have all been tails. Oh, that, that made me off the bench against Bristol. It was, it was awful. Yeah, so when you're Martin, like, okay, we're losing, losing control of this game here. I just don't know what you can do. Oh, I, I, yeah, I agree. I know the bench. The bench is awful, but um, but anyway, I just wanted to highlight some of the issues there. So yeah, that's no, the that's issue. fair. That's we completely four, fair. Yeah. Or the five. I just think both systems. We can't. We can't play a team that suits it because, like, we started with a four-two-three-one. Well, it was kind of a four-two-two-two. Sorry. Yeah, um, it was yeah. against Bristol. Yeah, and you had Perot and Cullen up top, Cooper and. Well, one of the three behind. It was kind of Felton, Grimes, Allen changing, um, and then the other two, or, or Grimes would be on his own, and it'd be three behind. Um, quite flexible, which is nice. It's good that he's trying, trying stuff. I do like it. Um, but Perot and Cullen were like peeling wide. Oh, Each this... time we went forward into the corners, yeah, after the wing, not even like from the middle, peeling wide. You could see literally all the time. Perot would be like centre circle on the right because he was on the right side we'd be on the break or pushing forward and he would like make a run diagonally towards the corner flag and, Cullen, him was the side. and Cullen was stuck to the touchline I just don't I don't get I like you were probably right when we were in the ground and you said you know it's a cup game maybe he's trying something but it wasn't working it was so frustrating to watch because 
I just looked at the stats now, and the one that I looked at said we only had the two shots on target, which is the two that I remember. Which yeah, was I'm on, I'm on sofa score, so I don't know whether they're like including blocked shots um, or something. I'm, I'm not 100. I think I've looked at a couple of games in the FA Cup, and the stats aren't collected very well compared to yeah the, the, the one so, the other one I the one I looked at said two, and that's what I remember because it was the Peru goal, which was a gift, and then. Fulton had a pop shot in the second half, which was straight down the keeper's throat, and that's the only two shots on target that I can remember, and that's, that backs it up for me. But it just—it was so frustrating to watch because as soon as we were on the break, we were pointing it out those two just instantly went wide, nothing through the middle. They instantly went out to the touchline, and they were ineffective. But you did like Perot was expect, out of the like, game. Okay, they're doing that. So who's coming in the middle? But quite often you look, and there was no one there. Yeah, that, that middle centre-back for Bristol City, we were looking at him, was just standing just, on his own yeah. all the time with nobody to mark. Yeah. And that's where I was losing the plot a bit because I was like, all right, we had a gift of a goal. Like, we did have all the possession, but we weren't battering them. We had a gift of a goal. We won it up. At that point, I think, all right, maybe we just maybe we just tuck in a little bit and try and get a second goal here and kill this game off. You know, maybe you can keep it for the, you know, the structure is okay. We're still playing the way we started, but maybe we just tuck in a little bit when we're on the break. Maybe Perot goes into the middle or Cullen and try and get that second goal. And then that continued into the second half. Bristol City made the changes. You could just see it coming, see it coming. Every time we got the ball, it would go wide to Perot. He'd lose it, go wide to Cullen. He tried to come back in. There's nothing there. It was just, it was just like, and it's just the only thing that was going to happen was yeah. a Bristol City equaliser. And he would just wait for it to happen. And then he didn't change it then until. They actually equalised, and that's where I was just so annoyed with that game because yeah. I think it was winnable. I think it was on a plate for us, especially after going one 0 up. So I think he was trying to get. Obviously, I agree with you. It was frustrating. I think um, the plan was like they peel off wide when we get in an attacking area. The idea was the one on the opposite side was meant to come in back post, but nothing yeah. really was coming in with any quality to make that work. Yeah, um, and. Again, the four versus the five, right? So, like, we've got the problems with the wing backs in the five, specifically the right, and <clears throat> maybe the wide areas forward as well. So, you've got maybe Perot plays up top, same sort of thing, who plays behind and what they're doing. Similar thing with the four now. So, maybe you fix the wing back problem with the four, although Latabodia still, it's not the, you know, it's not necessarily what you want there, but he doesn't have to get us forward as much and do as much like of that sort of stuff in the normal. Orthodox right back role, so you get away with it a bit more. You're now, now relying on the extra player you've got up the field, but we haven't got anyone to play wide up the field, so you're forcing the strikers to do it. And yeah, it just it just isn't working. I know you've got Ollie Cooper is quite flexible, but you know he's on his own there a little bit. With with he can't he can't be everywhere. Um, yeah, I know. So I there's think, just issues um... all over the pitch in terms of recruitment. Oh, we can't fix all of that in January. I don't. I don't. No, think. we can't. And again, in the midfield, if you're going to start Grimes, Fulton, Allen. I know we've got Liam Walsh who potentially could come back into the fray, perhaps two games until he's gone again. Um <laughs> just 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 a bit weak at the moment. Yeah, I think um yeah, that's the only thing I lay at Russell Martin is just just ability to change it within a game, just to maybe be a bit more reactive before obviously things go wrong, you know, just try and change it before like, you know, teams yeah. are equalising or before teams are going two 0 up. That's my only criticism. But on the whole, like I can't I can't fault him because I think he's got the system right. I think he's got the two systems that he can use, and I think they work. I think they work really well sometimes, but he hasn't got the personnel to put in there. No. I think, and what we've achieved, what we've achieved up to this point, is what he's been able to drag out of 
like a like an average squad i think sometimes i think especially now i looked at it before and i think we actually had a really good squad you know in Peru and Oberfam were performing we had a good enough squad to go but knowing now like what's going on behind the scenes i think it's just it just seems to be like one step forward two steps back it's just think we're getting somewhere here yeah. Oberfemi's young pro and him are playing well together patterson's coming back you think all right here we go then the two of them won out then Manning's not signing his new contract, and it's just like when you think we're getting somewhere, we just we lose we lose players or you know whatever 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 happens to them they want to leave or whatever, but then we just can't replace them quick enough with the players that he needs in the right players that he needs for the positions, yeah. and we're just filling we're just filling gaps. It's really frustrating because I think no, it is. we're not far off. I don't think, especially when you look at like those three in midfield, are just. Well, I think they're top six yeah. championship players. Also, easy. I need to I need to clarify that Joel Cotterill is a midfielder, not a striker. Fair. Just fun in case someone calls me out in the comments. <laughs> um, my mistake. Yeah. But um, and you've got you've got Perot, who's definitely you know a championship striker when he's on his which, day. Which begs the question: if you put him you put him on the bench, but then you don't want him to come on to. He could come on for Allen if he does that sort of job. When yeah. do you want to try him out if you don't want to try him out in the cup? I think, yeah, looking at the window, though, he's I think... He's there because um, there's no one else, and he? he's not there because he thinks he's like... No, exactly, because he hasn't got he, any other choice. Yeah. He hasn't got any other option. There's, um, I think, uh, looking at this window, though, I'm, I am a bit worried because if if Manning goes, which is likely if he's not signing a new contract, the right thing to do would be to try and sell go, I, run his, I think he'll run down. Well, even long term, like if Manning's going, I guess I heard like Latterbode, yeah, might go early. I don't know. That's my might be a thing. No, not not necessarily sales of both of them. They, we signed. I think we might have paid a fee for Latti. I can't remember if we got him free or paid. Man City. Oh, by the way, Latti actually scored against Watford, didn't he? That was... Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, but um, Grimes is ball on that. Yeah, yeah, outstanding Grimes. That was ridiculous. That was. Got don't forget, he only. Later. Only passes sideways, but yeah, that ball there through the middle. Yeah. I was just that was ridiculous. Messi six, pass that was six assists from Grimes this season. That was a messy yeah. ball. That was it. Was like nobody sees that pass. Only Grimes because I couldn't see yeah. why he was squaring it, and then all of a sudden, that oh yeah, was flying on it. Yeah, but literally, okay. So while we're on Grimes, just just to put it out there, because everyone likes to say backwards, sideways, passwords, pa- passwords, passes. <laughs> um, Matt Grimes has completed two hundred eighty-two line breaking passes in the championship this season. Which is more than any other player in Europe's top five leagues. What Ridiculous. else can you say? You only yeah, passes backwards and sideways, though. As a, as a case, there's a case to be made. He's the best player. He's the best midfielder in the championship. I think. I don't know. How we haven't been snapped up yet, realistically. But um, that is ridiculous, and that just highlights the disappointment of our attack this season. And and then I looked at the t- looked at the actual table. Right, we haven't not even that bad on goals scored, like. We're quite high, which is a shock. But we're literally zero goal difference. So you, you look at it, this is why it's frustrating because we're so like, it's frustrating to watch sometimes, but we're really not that far off. If we had like Oberfemi and Perot performing like they were at the back end of last season now, we'd be in the top six. Yeah, so I'm trying to sort if a goal scored. We're actually fifth. I don't feel like we're fifth because we don't really thump we- anyone. We thumped Watford. Yeah, I know. We do One concede off. a lot, though, don't we? Well, no, I know. That's what I mean. But you don't remember all the goals because of how many we concede as well and how many yeah, draws exactly. we have or have yeah. had lately. 
but we're actually fifth on goals scored in the league. That's like 36 goals, yeah? Burnley have scored 52. Um, the only teams ahead of us, Sheffield United with 44, Middlesbrough have scored 41. Sunderland actually scored 38. Um, but we've conceded 36 as well. So if I look at goals against, it's not awful, but we're like, actually, it's quite bad. We're quite high on that. So we're um, sixth. Sixth of goals yeah, conceded. So, something silly goal. I still, on is. that though, I think like he still doesn't know what to do with the back. Like he plays different players every week, doesn't he? Sometimes Darling plays, sometimes Wood plays, Cabango. They seem to alternate all the time. You know, Latibode, yeah, at right back. Sometimes, sometimes I don't know. It just it just seems that there's no consistent. You need a consistent back five, really, don't you? Including the goalkeeper. I know Ben has had a couple of mistakes recently, but you need that consistency. You need to have... If you're playing a back four, your two centre-backs and your goalkeeper should be the same every week to be a good defence. They should be the first names on the team sheet. Yeah, pro- probably. I don't think he quite knows who to play at the moment because I think, like, Darlin sometimes, he has a good game, and then but he's got, like, he's so rash sometimes. Was it him that did that one against Bristol City where... He went for we a run them... and got tackled, and then they were on the break. Well, no, there was that one, but there was you got booked in me then because they we had them camped in. Oh, they had yeah. nobody had forward or something, and then they went out wide, and then <clears> like the guy was going to yeah, go that's it. Field because he was going to go for a throw, and he just like shoulder barged him. Yeah, there's no need for it at all, and he's and got that like in it. Then yellow card, and now they've got possession of the ball again. Whereas, yeah, we were with the pressure was building a little bit. We had a corner. If they just booted up field and they're also there, you recycling and we're back at them again. Yeah. But he just comes um, across and actually nails him like three years late. Yeah, three years late. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, a bit silly, really. I'm, I'm not. I think he's going to be. He's still young and he's darling. But yeah, he has I, I think erratic streak in him. Like, yeah, he's not the saviour that perhaps people thought he was going to be when he came in. Um, yeah, he's been okay. I think he's had a decent season. I wouldn't say he's been outstanding at all. Yeah, uh, and 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 people who say he should start every game. Don't know if he's the one of all of them that stood out the most for me. I'm not sure. Um, no. You know, what's been considering he came without the fee. Then if you think, if you think, job. I know it feels like I'm being a bit harsh because Wood is young and Cabango is young and Darlin is young as well. So there's there's plenty of but that's You've just got to learn. Yeah, yeah, that's a particular thing. I think that's why he can't pick because nobody's putting their hand up. Nobody's really sort of. Yeah, and it's tricky football. They got to play out from the back. You know, we've got to still. Yeah. Still, still acknowledge that, but um, yeah. and that's why he was trying to keep Norton there, isn't it? But obviously, Norton is getting on. I think that started to show. But back to what we were actually, we didn't finish talking about Manning and Latty. I think, like, we didn't pay for Manning, did we? We got him from QPR on a free. Same as Bidwell. Yep. Same thing happened. He went on free in the end, didn't he, Bidwell? So, yep. I won't be surprised if he doesn't get sold, and it's just hopefully we can give him a contract, and otherwise he's gone in the summer. Um. He's had such a good season now that how much are you going to get for him realistically in January? I think he demands that much of a fee. So I think Martin's going to be like, well, who are you going to get me instead? That's a massive risk. Who's going to, if he goes now, who plays? Yeah, we're, we're, we're absolutely screwed. So I think Martin would be like, I'll just take the hit in the summer. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't see Manning going now unless it's like, a no-brainer fee, like, but I just don't think any teams offer it now, and they know they can snap him up for free. Yeah, it's not, you know, it's 
It's not like Grimes, where he's your star player. People would fight a fee for him now if he was when he was in the last year's contract because you could risk, okay, I can get him for free in the summer, but if someone gives a million pound now, then they can have him now. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think Manning would demand that. I think people would just wait. I know, but you, uh, but you think how good Manning has been for us, and if you take him out of that team... Yeah, but... We are game, really lost. ...under Steve Cooper, really. Different type of manager. and Yeah, but this team now, he's integral to it. No, he is for us. I know for us. I just don't think other teams will be desperate to pay a fee for someone like him when they can no, just get him for free. They could already be talking, like do you know what I mean? Right, yeah, summer, yeah. use your contract. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's what I think, anyway. And it hasn't really been any rumours about him going to a club from what I've seen. Same as Latabodia, which I'm a little bit shocked that he won't sign because I feel like he's been here longer and. Only really now has been getting in the team. I feel like he's having a good deal as well because I just like I don't think he should necessarily be playing as much games as he does in this position that he's been playing. Yeah, so is he asking for more? And I can understand why we don't give it to him because if you do, when you they got the aim has got to be to get first choice right backs in. So then where does that leave yeah. Latavodia? So if you're going to give him this better deal, more money, and then he's going to end up not being in the team next season or whatever as much. I just that's not probably the best use of resources. No. So I I can get why we not giving him what he wants. And and Manning you might say, ah, oh, give him what he wants because he's worth so much to the team. But then what if you do, then who else is gonna run out next year? And he's like, hang on, you give Manning this last year, so I want a bit of that. Yeah. And we haven't got the luxury of of doing that, I don't think. Oh no, we haven't. No. Depends what he's asking for. I think if he's way over above, like you said, if he's way, he's asking way over what we can afford. Then, then he's got to go. So, but um, it's a shame if it is affordable. Then I think Manning is one to uh, to keep if they can do it. Yeah, I think it's one of them. And like, if they got a wage structure, maybe you credit the fact they're being rigid on it. But no one knows the details. I think you can't really make a decision on your view on that unless you knew all the facts on the table. I think yeah. it's quite clear cut that Grimes is the top so what's, what's underneath who's where I would like to know like accurate yeah. details but um, we're probably not going to get that information accurately um, so yeah so that's where we are I think focus for where we do need to invest and improve got to be attacking talent I I want to see some pace we need some pace oh, we're desperate for pace yeah right I don't know I think like and pace up, up top I've I like got players to... in the middle that could create so yeah, we do, we do, we do desperately need need pace. But what was frustrating in Bristol, we said like Cullen and Perot were wide for some reason, like literally hugging the touchline. But I think like they played quite well together, like as a two when they're in they're sort of more central. Yeah. And I think Cullen makes those runs that uh, Perot doesn't when he gets in behind. And I've noticed like Grimes and Ollie Cooper in particular in the last couple of games have been picking him out. Um, trying to make those runs in behind and takes a bit of attention off Perot as well. So I don't know, I think like that could be that could work. We are desperate for some pace to come in though as well as a as a yeah. you know as a, as another option. But I think like that could work if if we if he can get it right. If he can get it right then I think that could be a good option. I like what Cullen brings at the moment. No, I agree, I do as well. I just think I'd rather I don't know, I just I do think we're a bit slow sometimes and there's no oh, yeah, yeah. really oh, like definitely. run at run at a player. Yeah, running definitely. at a player with speed is a lot different to like running at a player and just trying to be a bit tricky, you know. So yeah, it works sometimes. 
you know, like a Pablo Hernandez, for example, like, but um, a Dan James is more scary. Let's be honest. I'm not saying yeah. we need to get that level of just being able to just run it, yeah. but we haven't got anyone that that's got anything like that. No, we haven't got anything like. as an alternative. I guess that's not the way he wants to play. Um, but sometimes I think, it's needed. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We just definitely get, need just it. to get the defense to turn. The other, and then the others can have the space then. Like we played tiki taka passing like all through the Premier League, and we relied on like a Nathan Dyer, Wayne Routledge out wide to to do that sort of thing. Montero, you know, yeah. a lot of our best chances come from. We, we are death. We're definitely missing it because like we keep the ball, like we said, we keep the ball so well, and then when you sort of get into the final third, and they've got ten men in the box, or you just need somebody who can just you know create that yard of space with a bit of pace and <clears throat> yeah, you know, get a shot away or get a cross on or. Or even not when they're camped in the box, even just a little bit further back where somebody can just go in behind and get us further down the pitch. But yeah, it doesn't seem to work like that. But maybe that's just because he hasn't got the players. Oh, who knows? But we do need it. Yeah, definitely. And Garrick's just been sold permanently. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't know why he didn't try and do something with Garrick. But he has also recalled Morgan Whitaker. Oh, Messi. According yeah. to some people, he's the saviour. Ballooned over this year, I heard. Yeah, I know. Um, no, I know seriousness. He's recalled Whitaker, and he has had a good season so far at Plymouth. He has, to be fair. He has done well. He um, didn't seem too happy about coming back. <laughs> so I'm sure there'd be interesting conversations there. I do believe he was cup-tied for Bristol, which is why he didn't appear in the squad at all. Because I would imagine he would have got on the bench. Because you had better and Cotterill there. I think he would have got on the bench. Probably yeah. on in a normal match. Um, so maybe we'll see him against Sunderland now on the bench. And Martin, by all accounts, has said he's brought him back because he's showed good form, thinks he can offer something to the first team. So he's brought him back to give him every opportunity to fight to force his way into the first team. However, he has told Martin that where he wants to play behind the striker, kind of number 10, which is where he was enjoying playing for Plymouth, even if it's in a two or something like that. Um, that's where he wants to play. Um, and Martin said, obviously, that's quite a highly competitive position. However, Patterson looks like he's not going to be in that conversation anymore. So you could argue there is a gap there. He's just probably bottom of the peck in order now to go and like make a ch- you know change that. It's on him to change that. So we'll see if he's on the bench in the next game. But Martin also did say, you know, if offers are on the table, they will be looked at. But I think that's probably the case for most of our players let's be honest yeah I, don't, I mean he has done I don't really know why we recalled him maybe it was because Patterson was going but he was I doing think really well at Plymouth Oberfermi Yoko Flex Patterson as three attackers gone yeah but to me it yeah. says they're not that confident of bringing much in well I thought I just uh, yeah I, I was a shame so because you... he was playing so well so maybe he could have you know come into the fray in the summer and pushed again for a first-team place. but All those players were there in the summer, though, and we didn't know they were going to start kicking off and throwing their toys at them. Yeah, exactly, so, exactly. You know, you've yeah. got to make that decision. Someone's come in, and he has benefited from it, so it's been a decent decision, you could argue. Like, what? Oh, Cullen got injured in the East stage, and then he got injured. Yeah. So Let's, they both uh, went last year. We de- I guess Martin decided he wanted to keep Cullen around and Whitaker to go. Um Cullen, you could, you know, he's doing well for us at the moment. 
and maybe Whitaker can come back and put put his name in. Obviously, Kyle Joseph went on loan as well, didn't he? So he's yeah. he's another forward that's gone. Now those three are out of the equation. We are a little bit light, and we're not going to get three attackers in. Let's be honest. No. I think okay, you re- I think there might have been stuff in his contract they have to recall him by a certain time in January, maybe. So they've recalled him. They've activated that. And if you if you're the guy that say you're playing football manager now, or if you're the guy in charge <laughs> making the decisions, you can recall him. See what happens in the end of January, and if like if you have managed to get the other players that you want in, I'm sure you can go on loan again. Yeah, the player might not be happy about it, but like, I don't know. Perhaps you're like already off. Like, oh well, he's not going to be in the long term plans, but we might need him. If we end up needing him, he comes in and like does an Ollie Cooper and becomes undroppable, then everything changes. But I think yeah. from a club perspective, it's like right, we just need that body at the moment, and we'll see what happens. Maybe we can let him go again, or he can move on permanently if he's not happy or whatever. But maybe we can't because we're short, and he's tired. At the end of the day, he's our player. So, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I, I, I hope I would, I would love, I would like to see him, you know, come in and play well. Um, but let's just see. I know, like last time when he used to come on, like everyone used to think he was like, yeah, an unbelievable player against oh, against Plymouth, yeah. Yeah, against Plymouth. Yeah, everyone seemed to think he was. Uh, you know this absolutely unbelievable player, but I'm yet I'm yet to see it. He has done well for Plymouth in League One, um, so well let's just see if he can come in and if he can come in and reproduce that form now in the Championship. Maybe he's built up a bit more confidence. Then uh, then we've got a good player on our hands. But yeah, I think you're right at the moment. He's a he's he's a body in there. So let's just see what happens. Yeah, so it makes the bench look a little bit. There's someone raw and exciting to come on if we need to change the game now. Yeah, that's is a there, good point. Yeah, like where we need there, someone uh, different to come on. Yeah. Um, because because and and Congreve's there, and he's so if if we haven't fixed the problem, I feel like we need to see some more Congreve a bit earlier in matches because if you're going to be relying on him now, relying on him into the season, Ollie Cooper goes gets injured, like all of us, or oh, Cham, like can he rely on Cham? So he needs more minutes, than he like like Congreve and stuff. Um, to yeah. Whitaker there as well as another option. Um, otherwise though. Finley Stevens has been recalled, so we're short right back all of a sudden again, even though, like, I mean, you've got Latte and Sorinola, I guess, um, and then just man in the other side, and kind of Sorinola covers both, doesn't he? So, again, yeah, you're still on the bread line. You're still one injury away from being very short. Yeah. I guess you've got Norton right back, too. but Yeah, Norton can play left as well, I guess. Yeah. So, if, but, if, but, if we're I, yeah. Um, so, wing back, hopefully and some, some attackers with a bit of speed. Now, there is a couple of players. I say a couple of players. There's not much rumoured, really. There's one specific name that is mentioned the most. Um, you might have to correct me on the pronunciation from Leeds. Joe Galhard? Yeah. I believe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Galhard. Um, actually, he's been playing for Leeds in the Premier League, and I don't think he's like starting from all the time and or whatever, but he's he's a youngster, so he's like twenty years old, I believe. Um forward. And he's coming he's 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 made quite a few appearances from in the Premier League. So let me just double check. Twenty nine in total, twenty last season, nine this season, two goals last season. I know people can say, Oh, why are we getting a young young forward in with only two goals? Let's put the context on it. He's playing in the Premier League for leagues Leeds, who struggled last year. Um he's probably coming off the bench every time he plays. Some of them appearances are probably not long. 
and he's, he's 20 so he's, he's just he's developing and he's so that's the reason they're looking to loan him potentially and struggling to make a decision on where he needs to go or whether they will let him go yeah so we're linked with him heavily um he could be he could be really good if Leeds think he's good enough to come off the bench for a season and a half when they've had players like Rodrigo there Dan James who ended up going because he won playing and he could play striker you know and yeah this guy's coming off the bench Bamford and all that so yeah I think could be decent. I don't know a lot about him and how he plays. I think, uh, I think, yeah, I think it's we, we we're trying to avoid the loan market really, and we with the way that you know we kind of need to build. But I think the I think like we were saying about Whitaker, just having bodies with you know Oberfemi going. I think we just need we just need cover in there. And I think like if we can get a good striker like that that can yeah score some goals and get us further up the table this season. And uh, and who knows, you know, maybe, you know, some loans maybe turn into, uh, well, they were quite rare now that they turn into permanent deals now, don't they? But, um, but yeah, I think like if we can get a good striker in there, just to have another body, and if he can chip in with some goals and and keep Perot on his toes as well, then yeah. uh, then it'd be a good. But I think like other teams are linked as well, like Wigan and Sunderland as well. So let's see if uh, yeah, if we can get that over the line. Look like one of the main ones. Um, this is why it's frustrating, though. I was just saying, this is why it's frustrating because we don't really want to dip into the loan market. I think Russell Martin has said, isn't he? He not He said in the summer that he didn't want to rely on the loan market, but I think no. But I think the way it's turned point, out, we're kind of struggling. Yeah, we are struggling, and I think we just we have to get bodies in because I think we're going to be struggling for the back end of the season mm. the way I that we are at the moment. The the long term transfer stuff usually happens in the summer, doesn't it? Like yeah, you, yeah. you're trying to fix the problems in January, and you don't want to overspend to do that. So yeah, it's a patch job, isn't it? Yeah. In January, so I, I get why they look a loan market a little bit more. Yeah, I get especially it. when two of them being recalled, the ones that we had on loan. Yeah. So it's it's not like we add an extra. We we're minus two in terms of what we had with yeah. loans. Um, yeah. So there's him anyway. There, there's been a little bit of talk of revisiting Hans Wolf, but not sure how much is going to come of that. I think Mush and Gladbad are not necessarily looking at him leaving, but I mean. I wouldn't be opposed to it. If we're going four, it means he probably plays with Manning on the left. Yeah, that I'd take it. Interesting. I would take that. Did yeah, really I'd well for that. us last year. So um maybe maybe I don't know. Sometimes things happen at the end of January where minds get changed because nothing better comes on the table. So it's just the names out there. Maybe, maybe not. Um I can't really see too much. There's a youngster from Brighton, Mark Leonard. Um don't know. Don't know. Do, do Brighton trust us with their lone players anymore? <laughs> God knows. I mean, the last one didn't work out too well, did it? Well, does any, does anyone trust us with their lone players anymore? Because they seem to. We uh... had a really good record under Steve Cooper. No. Yeah, I know. I mean, like time, they don't play. Yeah, it's still like lead got recalled. I mean, that was annoying. I think. Uh, oh well, breaking news. Um, Jamal Lowe has gone to QPR. Oh, that's happened, that was it? Because I was going to say his name's been floated, but couldn't see that happening. But yeah, QPR is in. That's happened, yeah. Yeah. What about that? And again, the same person that keeps coming up every transfer window is this Ogbeni, isn't it, from um, uh, from Rotherham. He comes up in every transfer window. Yeah, but they're not going to pay for him, are they? No, they're not. No. He comes up every transfer window. And uh, yeah, still nothing happened, but I will see. Brandon Cooper's also gone up alone and needs Forest Green. I think it was. Yeah, that's, a, that's a strange one. Is he? Uh... 
Remember when Martin came in and he was starting, and now we can't even get on a look in. I know. No, I know. I'm surprised he didn't go on loan. But... Surprised he didn't go on loan in the summer, but yeah, I think I thought um... he really trusted him at the start when he came in. I, I just want to know what happened. Yeah, same. I think he had like, some good games as well when Martin first came in, and he was asked to do like you know Martin's style of play and everything. I think he played quite well, but then yeah, he just he was gotten then. That was it. I think yeah, he was he like dropped one game, wasn't he, when we made new signings, and that was it. Yeah, I think it's a bit harsh, and I think you could have been all right, but there we go. Um, okay, so yeah, not much more else to talk about in the news, really, unless you've got something that I haven't. No, really nothing said about. We've got Sunderland next. Are you feeling ahead of that? Yeah, not bad. I'm uh, I'm going up, so I'm going up on Friday morning, staying up for feeling the weekend. I don't know, really. And it's like every game at the moment. It's just any if you play anybody in that middle pack where everybody beats anybody, it just who knows. We could lose three nil. We could win four nil. Just uh, who knows Sunderland what's going on? But, actually, eighth in the league now. But we have to win because I need bragging rights because uh, we're going up to visit friends up there. So we need we, we must win. The form in the mid table is horrendous for like so many teams. Yeah, it's all it's, it's bad. It's like so... Middlesbrough. We're like low down, and now they're like fourth. <laughs> There's one or two that have made a charge. West Brom and Sunderland, yeah. probably. And yeah, Sunderland Luton, have, Luton and Millwall have picked up a little bit and Middlesbrough. Um, everyone else is like flip a coin form. So yeah, exactly. Like so but many teams with one win or two wins, a bunch of draws and then losses. Like, just, yeah, it, it is, there's few teams getting all these wins, a load of teams drawing, and then obviously the people losing against these few teams. That's what it seems like, anyway. Not not a good uh, field for betting. That's what, that's for sure. Oh, I just you can't touch the championship anyway, can you? With uh, with the betting, but I just I, I don't know. You 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 win like three games in a row, and you're in the playoffs. Oh well, yeah, we're still. And then you lose away. Three games. That's what it's going to take. Anyone can still grab it. Like it's plenty of time for muscle, for muscle Russell Martin to get it right and have a charge back there. But I just think any team that ends up in the playoffs and goes up through that way is um, it's a poor quality this this season. Burnley are just another so. level. Like I think so. I think Burnley and Sheffield United are like ready to go up, and they I think they've still got enough quality. Burnley in particular, but yeah, I think whoever goes up in the playoffs from the championship this year is going to really, really struggle. Burnley are fourteen points clear of automatic promotion. <sighs> yeah, and and the gap between sixth place and relegation is thirteen points. <laughs> that's that's stupid, really, isn't it? Yeah, that's really bad. That's really uh, bad. Speaking of the teams that come up, like Blackpool, it's not Blackpool. I'm saying Blackpool for Rotherham, wasn't it? Rotherham, Wigan. Yeah, was it Blackpool come year? up. Blackpool come up this year, didn't they? Oh, it was Blackpool? I thought they were your last. What was it last year? Oh, I can't oh, I remember. I think it was Rotherham. Rotherham came up. Yeah, Rotherham did come up. Is Rotherham, Wigan, and Sunderland? Yeah, yeah. Sunderland are eighth place, so they're doing really yeah, well. Right but I would say, like, out of the three, like they are a big team, and they and they coming back up. I would expect them to kind of fit in. Okay, they got some. Obviously, we got them next, so it's good to focus on them. But their players, like, they got some good players there. I'm a bit worried about that Diallo. He's might brilliant. Do, he is. Might do a nice job on us on the weekend. And he is brilliant. Patrick Roberts is. is finally kind of showing what he can do after being a bit of a. Lone yeah. merchant, he's brilliant at uh, Diallo. Is plus, last nice. time we played them, we only just beat them 2 1, and they didn't have any strikers available. 
but now yeah. they have. They got strikers who are scoring as well. So um, yeah. going to be a tough game. I think it's it's not an easy game by any means. That Graham was asking me yesterday when we were doing the pod uh, the the recording, like what Swansea fans' perception on like going to Sunderland? Are you expecting a win? And I think I think a lot of people probably are by default from the fact that they just got promoted. But I think that's such a naive approach. Nah, they're a big side, Sunderland. It's not an easy game at all. There's no. a reason why they're higher, higher than us in the league as well. Yeah. No matter where they came from last year. Um, but the other two are struggling. Wigan look doomed, not going to lie. I mean, it can't change easy. The only one went off. <laughs> the only one went yeah. away from, from not getting relegated. But their form's dismal. And change of manager and all that, isn't it? Yeah. Rotherham, same. They've got exactly the same form, actually. They're not looking too clever. Do you know who else is down there looking over their shoulder? Cardiff. Two act, two teams actually of interest, Bristol and Cardiff. Yeah. Imagine yeah. they both could have. We'll have a derby next year. In the park next year. Oh, I, I, on, on that note, I don't know why Bristol City hasn't become a bubble trip yet. I'll, I, I'll never know. The sound of that uh, that policeman smacking the guy <laughs> with that uh, with the bat on or whatever it is, the truncheon. Yeah. Um, never used anything like that. To be fair, it was uh, <laughs> quite a crack. Fair play, <laughs> but um, that was absolutely carnage, and it was absolutely lamping it down after the match as well to end what was a lovely second half of football. I know, come on, lads, it's too cold, it's too cold to be fighting, isn't it? Middle of January, like score with a cup of tea, it's too, too cold for that. The amount, of, the amount of detours we had to take to get back to where we needed to go, for where we parked, was just ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. Jumping over fences, like can't go this way, can't go that way, carnage over you, sirens over there. I just <laughs> like what is going on? It's 2023 for God's sake. Yeah, I know. I just I can't, I can't be asked with it anymore. The thing is, I like going to Bristol because we always take a good crowd. I went up in the league for the league game as well. It's just yeah. like I just can't be bothered for all this. I'm fuss. not for banter, like, but like leave it in the ground, didn't it? Yeah, it's just yeah. I think we're going we're going backwards, aren't we, on that front? I think. Yeah, probably. But yeah, it's so Cardiff good. and Bristol are kind of like. I think Cardiff's transfer up. embargo has been lifted, I think. Yeah, today. Because they paid that first instalment for the Yeah, they paid the first instalment. Can they actually pay for any players now? Well, I don't think so. They'd be relying on loans and frees probably. But, but I tell you what, if they didn't if they didn't have that embargo lifted and they couldn't bring players in, I think they were really, really looking at relegation. I think they were struggling. But Well, they've been making themselves hard to beat, but I don't know if you can stay up drawing the rest of your life. They don't need... I think they are hard to break down, aren't they? They are, they are well, that's what I'm saying. Too. They have made themselves hard to beat, but... They've that the form is four draws and a loss. Um, yeah, it's like what's that? Four points every five games. Is that going to keep them up? They're only two points off. They're two points off. Like what? What perhaps helps them is Blackpool. Blackpool below them got the same form, and then like I said, Rotherham and Wigan have lost four of their last five. I think I think they'll be all right because I think like Rotherham, Wigan, and Blackpool are worse than them. Huddersfield down there as well. Yeah, I think there's I think there's three teams that are worse than them. Bristol, their form's not too clever. One win, two draws, two losses, and they're, they're three points off. Slippery slope, though. I mean, if we lose, you know, if we lose three games in a row, we'd be looking over your shoulder. Well, we're nine points off, so I would take all of them teams to win three games in a row. No, us. I know, but I mean, it's so tight. I mean, it's the yeah. championship is so tight, it can happen to anyone, can't it? it can, we, technically, we can still go down. I just, I'm not too worried at the moment. Um, oh no no oh god no i'm not saying yeah. that i'm not saying that i just mean like 
you see you're seeing like you know Cardiff and Bristol City established championship teams that are down there. I just think it could happen to anybody, yeah, you know, if you Stoke, get run a bad form. Stoke are only four points away, mind. They're, they're yeah, see, so just like that's how that's how slippery the and championship they went and is. Got Sunderland's manager, and they're now up in the uh, eighth place. So. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Stoke are just not yeah. having a good time, are they? That's the anyway, we're kind of, I think, probably finished. That's just been over an hour. I know you've got to go and do your weekly food shop. <sighs> My favourite. I, I hate shopping. So we'll get this up. Um, hopefully. Hopefully we have a good game to talk about next week, the Sunderland game, and maybe a little bit more transfer news. But yeah, gotta wait and see at the moment. A bit of patience, I think, it's a bit tough, but we'll have to have to stick with it. So yeah, cheers for everyone for joining. Thanks on Spotify and YouTube. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. It really helps the channel out to grow. Obviously, the bigger we grow, the more names we can get on. We've had a couple on recently. We've had Jack Jones from the band Trampoline. Um, we had Jason Price earlier in the season, old Swans player, of course, JJ, um, Paul Carabank, table tennis, Paralympic champion from Swans. He's been on this season. So a couple of names have been on. We're looking obviously to get more going forward as well. Um, we'll see what happens. Just watch the space, uh, but you can check it all out on YouTube and all the podcasts are also on Spotify, but leave a like if you enjoyed the video, comment down below what you think of the transfer window so far, perhaps what we need, what, what we need to, say rescue our season but it's kind of a bit dull at the moment where we are isn't it it's kind of nothing happening so yeah turn it back turn the excitement back on um where do we need to go forward like you know is martin martin getting right or what does he need to do to like progress his vision let us know in the comments and yeah me and lee shall catch you in the next videos thanks for joining us see you next week see you soon sports social podcast network the match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.